New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Thought Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. Hello, hi, 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 and welcome everybody to the Cosmic Prayer. My name is Laura Topper, and you are here in exactly the perfect place on New Thought Media Network, whether you are watching on Facebook or through YouTube or catching up later as a rerun or maybe listening to this as a podcast. This is your weekly shift. Here we discuss, talk, embrace prayer from a spiritual perspective, from a new thought perspective, from a science of mind perspective, and from a new new perspective. This is really exciting because each week guests come on and we expand our own understanding and awareness of what prayer really means for us. And this week, very, very, very exciting because we have an, an incredible guest who in her own right, she's a spiritual practitioner, a, a science of mind practitioner, licensed practitioner, and what a beautiful woman as a, as a, a practitioner representative for, um, for her region here on this planet, looking after other practitioners who are doing incredible work. Um, Sandy Dell, she sees herself as a spiritual chef. I love this, feeding hungry souls who are in need of uh, spiritual awareness. And um, she, she, she really shines her light here as somebody that knows how to use prayer throughout the seeming challenges of life. And this is what we're going to talk about and focus on here on the Cosmic Prayer today. So welcome to Sandy here on the Cosmic Prayer. So great to be with you. Hi, Sandy. <laughs> Good morning, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Oh, well, I, I know that there's more. That was that was just a smidgen of you. <laughs> there's more of you, Sandy. We're going to find out now. <laughs> okay. And and I really mean it that you you've you've really inspired me through um for the the world that I've known you that, that I understand your life and your journey and what you've experienced in the past year, year and a half, which is similar to me, but but obviously not the same because we each experience our lives differently. And I know you're being very generous here because you, 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 you would like to talk about your experience of 2020 and maybe to tie in with that, how prayer had guided you through that experience as a practitioner and a spiritual uh, seeker, if you like. 
Okay. Well, the particular uh, incident that happened in 2020 was not COVID. It was not anything involved with the political situation. Uh, we live out in the country in Idaho. And on September 7th, Labor Day, I woke up, continued to work on the computer, do what I do, checking my email, et cetera, et cetera. And I noticed that there was a scent of smoke in the air. That's not highly unusual where we live because there are wildfires from time to time. Anyway, um, after a few hours, I, just, my husband suggested I call the sheriff's department, find out what was going on. So I placed the call and he says, oh yeah, he says there is a fire <clears throat> on Clover, which is, I, I don't know, half a mile, two miles. I, it was fairly close, but he said, there's a fire on Clover, and but he says the fire department's out there, so don't worry about it. Well, that was a false reassurance because within a half an hour or so, we were told to evacuate. And to know that the smoke is out there, to know the fire's close, to know you need to do something was just mind-numbing to me. So we're quickly trying to throw some clothes together, our vitamins, our medicine, you know, trying to pull apart our computers, whatnot, round up our cats, trying to get ready to evacuate. I had taken the car and backed it across the sidewalks so it was really close to the front door. Anyway, we're piling stuff up by the front door to be put into the vehicle so we could get out of there. And my husband was out there putting the stuff in there. And I heard him scream from the back or the front of the house. I was in the back of the house. He said, Sandy, grab what you've got and get out here. He says, the fire is here. And I walked out of the bedroom, got hit with a gust, big hit a wind of hot, smoky, little bit of ambers you know cinders and i looked out through the door because the door was open and we have a huge lilac bush on one side of the car it was on fire on the other side of the car was um some blackberries they were on fire and the car was in the middle and i don't think there was a time in my life where i was more scared but I did what my husband said grab my stuff threw it in the car close the car off we went i didn't take the cats we didn't get the computers in there. I didn't get my purse. Yes, exactly. Oh, Sandy. Uh, so we headed up the hill. It was a windy, gravelly road trying to get out of the fire zone because there were little spots here and there along the road that were on fire. Um, halfway up there, it was extremely windy that day. And the, a tree had fell, fallen over the road and we tried to make our way around it, slid all over, smashed in the radiator of our vehicle. So we're heading up this hill. It's not very far. It's only about a half a mile, but it's you go real slow because it's windy and narrow. And we got up to the top, took a look, and the radiator is obviously leaking everywhere. Um, we were above the smoke level a little bit, so the air was a little clearer. And all my husband can think of was to move the car someplace safe where we wouldn't start another fire with our vehicle. So we found an, uh, a, uh, actually the parking lot for the elementary school that's up there in the, in the rural area and, and parked there and, and then made the calls to whoever. And, and we never moved the car until they towed it away and found that it was, they, they considered it to be totally damaged you know so we we lost everything in our home we lost our vehicle we lost our cats we lost and we're self-employed so we lost all 
a lot of our business stuff, not all of it, thankfully, but a lot of it. So we walked out of there with uh, a suitcase full of clothes and just a few minor things. And that was where we were at when that all happened. And I just want to skip forward from that point and say that never once, thankfully, never once through this whole episode did I think, oh, poor me. Why did this happen to me? Why did this horrible thing happen? Because I was so grounded in, in spiritual mind treatment, prayer, and spiritual tools, and all the things were taught as practitioners. You know, I just was so grounded in that. Now, I was in shock. I probably was in shock a good week or better. You know, more, I, I would imagine. Well, <laughs> a, a week seems like <laughs> a long time when you're in it. And yet, yeah. The, the ripple of that is it has to stay with us for longer, you know, because we're yes. processing it subconsciously as well, aren't we? Yes, yes. And, of course, the, the biggest um, problem I had or the biggest fear, upset, was leaving my cats behind because I had called them into the house. and They were obviously distressed. I could see it on their faces. <laughs> and we tried to, we had the cat carrier sitting right there with our computers and more clothes and we just couldn't get it in there. And I, I just, I felt so bad that here, these little, little furry critters had relied on us to care for them and take care of them. And I, I, the only, the only piece I had about it is knowing that looking, looking at it later, we went up there two days later and it, it appears that the house wasn't just burnt. Everything around it was burned. And had I let the cats out or if they had got, if they'd been left outside, they probably would try to outrun the fire and that would have, they would have, wouldn't have been able to do it as it was. Right. They stayed in the house and probably the carbon monoxide put them to sleep and they just didn't Before. know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we stayed in yeah. uh, a hotel where Red Cross put us up in um, for about a week. Then we stayed with a friend who was going on vacation and he said, you can have my house for three weeks. And <clears throat> then we rented a place. Like I said, it happened on September 7th and we finally found a place to live in early November and moved in just right before Thanksgiving. It's just, in, I, I, I mean, I want to thank you for sharing so openly and sure. because, you, you know, it, it must be, I, I know this, it, it, to repeat the story is like part of us doesn't want to repeat the story because it's like, okay, we know this, we know this, uh, how, how this works and we want to kind of move forward away from it. And yet it's, it's emotional to, to be in that place and know that what we've been through is the challenge of, of what we've been through and the strength that you that you have to be able to have experienced all of that and to be here right now sharing this story so vulnerably and to know that your cats are you know they're like your family and uh and yet we know in truth that they love you and you love them and that will never disappear that will always be in your heart and in their hearts um, and when these things happen, I, you know, I'm, I, 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 there's so many things I really want to ask you here, but, but for any of the listeners that might be listening to this right now and can resonate on some level with something that's happened for them in their lives, what would you say, Sandy, was the one thing that really got you through that 
experience in terms of your spiritual practice? There are several things. Number one, I have a very founded, oh, what's the word here? My husband is, is very, he doesn't, he doesn't get upset. <laughs> okay. He, yeah. he, he, he acts, he, he looks at things. He's just, he's very stable when it comes to things like this, yeah. especially in times like this. So I leaned on his strengths quite a bit. That was very helpful to me. I, he had his moments just like I did, but you know, it, that, that was very strong. Of course, I had, like I said, my spiritual practices that kept me grounded, not just what I did at the time, but because it was so inbred in me so deeply, I, you know, I was relying on that. And yeah. another thing that we, we were so blessed in so many ways, um, several things, our daughters put together a GoFundMe page on Facebook and, and right. their, their people gave lots of money. I was, I was absolutely shocked how much how much money was donated to us. I'm affiliated with the church in Olympia, Washington. They started a fund and sent me several, you know, checks of, of, you know, pretty substantial amount. Our community put together a fundraising raiser for everybody. There was like 20 some houses, I think that burned families that were basically homeless. Right. And they, they did some local, you know, collecting. And then of course there were people donating food, people donating furniture, clothes. Uh, my one daughter went on a website where it's called Pay It Forward. It's in the local area here. And she was able to tell them my story and say, I need this, this, and this. And people donated to her. She went and picked them up. And, you know, it was it was wonderful. The outpouring of love and support was absolutely overwhelming. And, and to be honest with you, this was during a time where I personally was getting really tired of the political situation. I was getting tired of the fighting, the backbiting, the, you know, between the arguments about COVID and the arguments about the presidential election. I just, I'd had enough. And I said, man, mm -hmm. isn't there anybody anywhere that can mm -hmm. just be peaceful, calm and loving? And then mm -hmm. this fire happened and I got a demonstration of what kind of love was out there and how oh people my <laughs> word. Oh my word. I love the way you see this, this is what being a practitioner is having that ability to to see what we have actually been asking for and then realize that the demonstration has occurred even though there's seeming challenge in the midst of it we get the demonstration we get the demonstration you you went through so much heartache and so much I'm, i i want to ask you though do you believe that now you know, looking back on that experience, do you believe that you would actually say it was a loss? I know there were your cats and, and what happened for them in, in all, amidst all of this. And yet it feels like you, you were shown so much, you were shown so, so much giving by so many people that you would never expected to do that. And sometimes that is a wake up call for us, isn't it? Of how yes. the goodness that's here. The yes. goodness and the people and the hearts and the the willingness that people have to to share. Yeah. Ivy, there we go. Ivy's here saying yes. Welcome in, Ivy, to the Cosmic Prayer. We're here with the incredible Sandy Dell, who is a spiritual teacher and guide. And I, I often think we as teachers, we have to we have to go through these experiences so that it can 
so that we can be better at what we're doing. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. Yes, very much so, because now I can probably relate better to people with major losses. I mean, of course, I thankfully, other than my cats, nobody died. You know, it was close to me. I don't think anybody died in, in the fire at all, you know, but I, you know, you can relate to that extreme loss in somebody's life and, and know what they're going through, whether it's fire, divorce or, you know, accident. Yeah. And how have you, oh, here we go, Ivy, our villages, our, our villages are built and run collectively for low income and homeless to find a better path for our future. Isn't that beautiful? That's Ivy. wonderful. That is so wonderful, Ivy. Yeah, I, I experienced homelessness last year, 2020, and I'm not going to go into the story now because it's this is about you. I'm just saying this because I know where you are and I understand from my heart where, what you've experienced. And I have also experienced the level of graciousness and kindness that people have shown me in the last year who I never would have thought. And, and things that are in place in this community that, are, you know, my where I live, it's incredible how people are all, already here waiting to serve people who have been through an experience. And I'm, I just feel so grateful that you've experienced that level of, 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 um, those gifts that have come to you since, because you have a home now, don't you? Yeah. You have a home that you feel really good in. Yes, we, uh, because of all the contributions, we were able to put a small down payment on a small used mobile home in a mobile home park, which is really different after living in the country for 20 years. But uh, it just, the rentals were, far and few between. And of course, when you've got 20 people in a town of just a little over 3000 looking for new housing, when there isn't a lot of growth, you know, it was impossible to find a place to rent. It was almost yeah. impossible to find a place to buy. And we, we had some money, but not very much, you know, we were limited in what we could do. So yeah. this came up um, rather unexpectedly. Um, the fellow who had been living here was the uncle of the guy who um, had, owned the mobile home actually and he had had an accident uh and he was in the he was an older fellow i'm assuming and he's in the nursing home now and the place had been empty for almost three years and they were just trying to figure out what to do with it not sure whether he was going to come back and so he gave us a good deal to to get in here and you know we we've spent a lot of time fixing it up and and cleaning it up you know after being vacant for three years you know they did some clean but <laughs> So yes, we have a home where we feel safe. We we feel yeah. comfortable. We've got some nice neighbors. Most of them know our situation and have just been really, really wonderful. So that's been a real blessing as well. It's amazing. I, I'm I'm feeling so grateful uh, that you're here sharing this because I know that whoever is listening is is really being fed. This is also oh, it's my wobbly table here going again. <laughs> This is your, is this why you call yourself um, the hungry, you know, for hungry souls, your spiritual, Sandy Dell, spiritual chef for hungry souls. Cause I can, I, I just feel that you're really feeding, you're here to feed people spiritually that to nourish them, to know that there is enough, even when we don't think there's enough, there is enough. And that's not only about food, is it? <laughs> no, no. no. 
<laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, I've had this uh, site and I've, I've, you know, marketed myself as Spiritual oh, Steph Sandy. Yeah, there it is. For, for several years. And the reason why we came up with a, a food related, you know, um, focus is because we used to be food producers. Oh. I, I, I was a sales rep uh, for the state of Idaho. And my husband started a line of gourmet food products that, of course, I sold for him. And we I retired off the road uh, 2008, 2009 and moved everything online. And we were still doing we well, we did some producing up until I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And then we had some people making stuff for us and labeling. And now with the fire, we lost a large majority of that. So we're we're doing a little bit for one or two customers, but we've closed that end of our business completely off. And I I have been a coach for people wanting to sell to gift stores and and retail outlets for quite some time and have semi-retired from that as well. Right. But that's how we came up with the name. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love the whole idea. Well, it's more than an idea, your embodiment of that. And um, thank you. It's it's beautiful. And and I really love on your website how you've got the difference your belief of the difference between religion and spirit. So your work is for anybody anywhere that feels that they would like to learn more about spiritual practice and to manifest the dreams that they desire for their life yes uh, that's that's what we do isn't it as practitioners and yes um so if, if anybody is watching maybe if diego could go here we go if you consider yourself spiritual but not religious so it's beautiful that you've written that there because it's it just is like everybody is welcome to to what you're doing and it doesn't have you know we don't have to be following a certain faith Exactly. We wanted to be open to that too. Because, you know, I had my own path of first being a Catholic and then going into the fundamental Christian movement. And neither one of those fit me for, I was, well, I was in the fundamental Christian movement for like 25 years, but it didn't quite fit, you know. And then when I finally, you know, stepped foot in a new thought church, then I knew I was home. I knew that that was where I wanted because oh. I didn't like, and, and forgive me if I don't want to offend anybody, but most organized religions have kind of a narrow view of things. And, and I didn't see the world that way. I didn't see spirituality that way. So, you know, I found more openness in, in centers for spiritual living, which is where I went, uh, been, uh, affiliated with that for at least 10 years now. And, uh, and then I, of course, when I did my own stuff, I even opened it up wider, you know, because unity is part of new thought and divine yeah. science. I studied with both of those groups for a short period of time just to learn the differences between that and where I have and where I'm licensed, you know, the Centers for Spiritual Living. Amazing. And and then you decided to become a practitioner and um, and to, and and to really embody the teaching so that you can help others with that and how how do you how does that i mean you do you really love doing that you, do yes you i do a practitioner yes i do it, it was actually pretty interesting i started going to a new thought church in april and i i just happened to look it up fairly recently and found out that i had emailed the minister sometime in mid-may and told him i wanted to be a practitioner so that's how quick this all fit together for me, how it all resonated. And it took me a little longer to finish because of the particular church that I was a member of. The center was very small. And then during my last 
core classes that were required, he, he left and went somewhere else and, and decided to go ahead and, and finish up the class, you know, my core classes online, just me and him one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I started, uh, this was in the end of, oh, about this time of the year, actually. And then he went in the new church he was at, he started a practitioner training class. And I was able to do that via Skype at that time. That was actually before Zoom was real popular. So I Skyped in for two years and graduated um, 2016, 2017. I'm not even sure. <laughs> That's when I that's when I graduate. That's when I sat my panel 2017. And I did it the same way. I was one on one basically with my teacher um, for, for those foundational classes. It's beautiful to be taught that way and have all that attention, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can ask all the questions you want and get all the time to, um, sure. to be answered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the practitioner class there started out me and three other practitioners and one of them dropped out. So it was me and two others. And then yeah. there's a teacher's aide and the teacher's aide and one of the students were married and she went on to become a minister. And now they've started their own church in their area. Um, right. Independent. It's not it's not a CSL, but it's an independent new thought church. So I you know, they, I've kept in touch with them all these years and we've, we've been in contact and I attend their services via zoom, which wouldn't have been possible without COVID-19. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. So I'm very interested much so. tuning into prayer here because um, this is where we are on the cosmic prayer, new thought media network. And we're here with the amazing Sandy Dell, who is a licensed spiritual practitioner. And I just want to ask you, Sandy, how you really use prayer. Well, if you don't mind, I want to take a more holistic approach to that, if that's okay with Please you. Please do. If this is about you. You know, there's not, you're not going to be the same as anyone else. You have your unique <laughs> approach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a practitioner, we, and even just being a member of a Center for Spiritual Living, we're taught spiritual mind treatment. It's a five-step process. And I spent a lot of time with that, use that as my prayer basis. But over the years since I, you know, moved out on my own I, and become an outreach practitioner, I have discovered that there's a lot more to effective prayer than just the five-step treatment. And some of the things that people don't even think about is, is preparing your mind and your heart to be open to spirit before you start the treatment process. And this has been a, a long time coming for me because I had to learn it, practice it, live it before I could teach it. But some of the points, and, and I bring this out in my um, effective, my manifesting peace and fulfillment through prayer, my... Um, oh, three, that's coming out soon, isn't it? That's yes, a, it, that's I, a just love, I just love... system you have. Yes, yeah, I just lost. It's okay. I just launched it on Friday, so oh. it's brand brand spanking new. It's an eight eight unit course, you know, eight email. You know, it's it's just simple. But and then I expand that more later. But anyway, some of the things that I had learned is that if you don't come from a place of gratitude, you know, your your prayers aren't as effective. It, it doesn't mean they don't work, but it when you're you know, I found that out after the fire. We yeah. became grateful for every little thing. I mean, I told you we yeah. lost our car. Somebody who we'd, um, Malcolm had gone hunting with years ago down in the Boise area, heard about it, 
his son just happened to be a student of his brother-in-law and long story short, he, they gave us their old car. I right. mean, just gave it to us. All we had to do was go down there, pick it up. And his brother and, and his brother-in-law and sister drove it up to us to visit with us. So we, we had a rental for a couple of weeks and then we had this brand new car, but you know, I was so grateful for little things like that. And the more that I was able to express that gratitude and share that gratitude with other people, then the more yes. the blessings came. And I, I absolutely know that it was connected. There was a connection there. It's yes. just, you know, it's just knowing that it with with the blessings I was receiving that it had opened a door for me. And another yeah. one, um, a, another attribute that I, I found that was really critical in, in having effective prayers was having forgiveness. You know, okay. and a lot of times, in, in most people's cases, you know, you think, well, I, I need to forgive my brother for, you know, calling me names or, you know, <laughs> that's not all that is. Most of the time we need to forgive ourselves. You know, that's that's the first point of forgiveness. But having unforgiveness in your heart does block a little bit of that to some extent. And that's something I've, you know, been doing the last, especially the last six months or so learning to forgive myself. I had an incident that happened. You know, I, I had a very bad marriage first time around and I had four children with this man. And some of the things that happened there, I had to forgive myself for. I couldn't be there for my kids. He was he was so verbally and, and physically abusive that I had to take care of myself. And in that process, I wasn't always taking care of my kids. And I, I, I went through a period in a class where I had an actual breakdown. I was sobbing and crying because I felt so bad yeah. Something had happened to my 45 year old son when he was three years old. You know, I just, I couldn't forgive myself for not yeah. doing more to protect him and his younger siblings and his older sister. So what, once I was able to let go of that, you know, ask forgiveness, knowing that I was forgiven, knowing that I did the best I could in the circumstances, I was able to move forward even, even more. And that's something most people don't think about, you know, mm. forgiveness as, as a block to prayer or just forgiving yourself for some of the things you did. I mean, I had to forgive myself for staying in that marriage for 20 years. You know, it just, and, and of course, stupid as it sounds, maybe I had to forgive myself for leaving my cats behind. I mean, there's really absolutely nothing I could do, but I had to forgive myself for doing that. And, and of course, just to, 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 to say here that we're forgiving that our humanness, aren't we? Because in the mind yes. of the divine, there is nothing to forgive. And, that's not letting us off the hook, you know, because the process brings us closer to who we are in truth to God. Yes. The process of forgiveness, it, it, it takes down those walls, doesn't it? Yeah, so yes, it does. And love ourselves more. There, Wayne's just put up circle of love. Perfect. Yes, yes, it is yeah. perfect. So, um, so, yes, yeah, so gratitude and in, in spiritual mind treatment and forgiveness as well. And, and how else do you you form your your prayer practice what else well, do you do you put in there this is like being with the spiritual chef here we are we have some of this and some of that <laughs> let's open the cupboard and take out the <laughs> well i i have taken the center for spiritualist spiritual living five-step treatment and 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 enlarged it to eight steps yes i love it and I, I haven't, the five steps are still there. They're still pertinent. Yeah. They're still important. But, you know, some of the things that you need to do to prepare yourself for prayer is center yourself. You just can't blurt, you know, 
start blurting things out. You need to stop. And, and, you know, I do this and I'll, I do little Facebook videos, Facebook lives every Sunday afternoon. And, you know, I center myself just remembering who I am, remembering that spirit lives within me, remembering that it, I'm not praying to some God out here or some big man in the sky. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm praying to spirit within. I'm speaking to myself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so you need to center yourself. That's really important to center yourself and go within to know who you are in spirit. Like you said, there's nothing to be forgiven in spirit. There was just my humanness. I had to get out of the way. So centering yourself and then being specific on what you want. What is the purpose of your prayer? What are you looking for? I spent years just saying, I, you know, I want more money. I want my bills paid. Well, you know, that that's fine and dandy, but until you actually put a name on it, you actually put what you want. And and I can give you an example. Um, After, after, after the holidays were over, you know, we had spent, you know, from, about the 15th of November is when we moved to 15th, 16th. And then of course we went right into Thanksgiving and shortly after that, right into Christmas. And we just had barely had enough time to get everything together. My husband had um, um, hernia surgery in December. So we had to work around that. It was already scheduled. So he didn't want to, you know, change that. (laughs) He just wanted to go ahead with it and worked out fine. But, you know, we were all busy doing that. So after, after the holidays were over, I just sat down and, and I have a practitioner that I pray with on a regular basis and I needed new direction because we'd lost a big chunk of our income. I needed new direction. What did I want to do? How did I want to do this? And I had started this prayer sequence two or three years ago and it mm-hmm. seemed like something always came up that it, I, I just couldn't, couldn't get it done. So anyway, as part of this time of prayer, I had two things that I wanted to do. One was to become a spiritual coach. And part of that was the, the prayer sequence. I wanted to get that out. And and I I need to back up a minute here. The reason I know now, the reason why I didn't get that launched is because I had so much more to learn, to share right. that I didn't have previously. So I needed to And wait. that was your experience. That was yes. your experience of what happened yes. for you. You needed that as the basis yes. to be able to springboard. Yes. We need yes. it, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I learned I learned the power of prayer at a much deeper level after that. Yeah, after the and fire the, and the power of gratitude, I would imagine. Oh yes, yes. Which to me yeah. is part of prayer. Yeah. But anyway, I wanted to be a spiritual coach. Um, I had been coaching, like I said, um, people in, in the secular world world for you know an example, teaching people how to sell their products to gift stores. So I, I had coaching background. That wasn't an issue, but I, I couldn't seem to break through what was spiritual coaching. And the other thing I, I decided I wanted to do is I wanted to be a virtual assistant to other centers for spiritual living who needed somebody to work on their website, needed somebody to send out their newsletters, you know, needed to, you know, th- those, those things that I could do virtually, which nobody would have thought of, or at least not thought much of a year and a half ago. no. So wow. I, went to, I went into prayer with my practitioner and I wasn't even really clear about exactly what it was, but I did bring those things up. And then she emailed me la- later and she said, after we had our prayer, she says, you need clarity. That's what you need. She, That's what I'm going to continue to pray right. for. Anyway, right. with, within just a couple months time, um, I 
signed up for a class with Reverend Michelle Wadley um, out of New Jersey. Oh, and she's she, here on New Thought Media Network. Yes, she, yes, she, is. yes she is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Reverend Jersey girl. She started a coaching program. And through, you know, some things that happened, I was able to sign the, uh, sign up for it. She was very accommodating to help me out to to figure out a way that it would work for me. So I'm, I finished all her core classes and I'm into the training now. And then um, I was already a webmaster for my own center where I'm licensed in Olympia, Washington. And I just started spreading the news out, talking to, um, well, the, the rep group. I sent notices out to, you know, people in People that were I, I saw were influencers. You know, being an outreach yeah. practitioner, I was able to, to connect with a lot of people all over the country. Yeah. In, in different parts where I could talk to them and tell them what I was looking for. Well, currently right now, I have three three churches I'm working with and a, a private. Well, I'm working for, for Michelle's coaching group, but somewhat, just a little bit. I don't know how much she's going to have me do. But, you know, it just this all manifested all within just a couple months time. Yes. It was absolutely amazing. And it was because oh, I, focused, I, I focused on what I wanted. I spent time praying about what I wanted, went to my practitioner and prayed with her. She prayed yeah. for me. And, you know, it was kind of funny because I was almost, almost shocked in a way, surprised, I think is a better word, when I got the first gig, you know, working for a church in California. Matter of fact, it's located in the county where I grew up. So it was really interesting. But I, I emailed her right away and I said, guess what? They hired me. She said, I, I said, isn't that cool? She says, why are you so surprised? Of course they hired you. That's what we prayed for. It works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love it. it. Well, it's crazy. We're still in disbelief, aren't we? Even when we know we're doing what we need to be doing. It's like, oh, it actually works. <laughs> well, you know, it's easy to believe this for, for someone else. It's at yes. least in my case, it's not always easy yes. to believe it for myself. <laughs> yeah. And also going through, you know, a really challenging experience that can waver our faith. It can waver our faith when we're going through it, even if we don't think in the midst of it that, you know, our faith is being challenged as well. Because sometimes it's like for me last year, I was like, I know that you said you had this internal knowing because of all of the years of practice and prayer and meditation and awareness within you so that was that was giving you an amazing support system to know that god is your source and yet that on some level we you know when things like this happen our faith can get bruised can't it yeah 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 well i was grateful for all that was going on during that time so i didn't yeah. have a lot of time to pour me God yeah. hates me. Why did this yeah. happen to me? I, I, and, and in the past I would have done that. So, right. you know, I, I think everything has changed so drastically for me since I have been involved with new thought and the teaching and going to classes and praying with, you know, other people. I, you know, my whole involvement in the movement has changed me drastically from where yes. I was, you know, 20 years ago. Yes. And, and I really love what you have just said about praying with somebody, somebody that supports, that can support us. You know, for anyone that's listening right now, New Thought Media Network has a prayer team. And, and, and you know, Sandy, if you, if you resonate with Sandy, then connect with her through Facebook. Um, Diego, maybe you could put up Sandy's 
flash her kind of banners around. There we go, New Thought Media Prayer <laughs> and Sandy's website here, Spiritual Tools for Hungry Souls. Because I think what you're saying is so right. Often we think we're on our own and we're alone and we have to do this on our own and it's a struggle. And and when we have a prayer partner, it, it kind of, we're handing over, aren't we? We're saying, okay, whew, it's just beautiful to have that person that can hear it for us and, and know it for us, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It made a big difference when you, you know, well, even the Bible says when two or more are gathered in my name, That's I'm in the it. midst of them. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. When two or more are gathered. Sometimes I, I feel that, you know, cause we can interpret the Bible in different ways. And I feel that head and heart when our head and our heart are, are together as one, like spirit and soul also as one, you're right. Sure. In, in the physical sense, when two or more are gathered that are like-minded uh, it's very powerful. Yeah. So how, for, for anyone that's listening or watching right now, because I know there are lots of people who are watching this now or will be in the future, and their experience, Wayne is here. There we go. Hi, Wayne. And maybe experiencing, you know, something that they feel pissed off with. <laughs> you know, this shouldn't <laughs> be happening, or I've been through this experience and it's really heartbreaking and and um, what would you say to them right now, Sandy, if they were with you? I would, I would uh, let them spill out their story, their feelings, whatever was on their mind. Because I think half of the problem or issue, I should say, of going through a traumatic thing is being able to tell your story and have somebody listen with a compassionate ear. You know, just letting them know that you're there for them, that you are. You know, to me, that's a big deal. And then yeah. from there, I I would spend time in 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 prayer. You know, to tell them this too will pass. I mean that that is useless. You know, yeah. God is in this. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's right. I mean, it, we know it that that is truth, and yet when we're in that, that's not what we want to hear. That's not no. what you know. That our logical mind can't grasp onto that, can it? No, no. In that moment. We, no. we want love and compassion yeah. and acceptance, yeah. you know, and, and however that manifests, you know, for anybody is, is different for every circumstance. Like I said, in, in our case, it was people giving, you know, yeah. was the manifestation of, of that, you know, there were, there were people who cared enough to, you know, even if they didn't know the whole story, they, they cared enough to, to share their, whatever they had extra, you know, it was yeah. just amazing. And, like I said, being grateful for every little thing to me yeah. made a big difference as well. So everybody's story is different. And if somebody came to me, like I said, I'd, I'd hear them out, let them, let them talk. I would, you know, try and bring out their feelings because that's, that's where it's at. When we stuff our feelings is when we start short circuiting ourselves and start yeah. short circuiting our connection with spirit. So I think that would be the first step is just letting them say their peace and then praying praying for them to have peace in this situation pray for strength to, mm -hmm. to get through it you mm -hmm. know pray for loving kindness to be brought their way you know mm -hmm. knowing that it's there it's just manifesting it and accepting it mm -hmm. you know depending on the circumstances making sure this person wasn't beating themselves up you know you know because there's so many things that happen in life that we have no control over you know they they say that we we bring on you know, what happens to us. Well, to some extent that's true, but I certainly didn't 
want a wildfire to come through and burn my house down. You know, that was not no. something oh. that I wanted. I'm so pleased that you've, that you've mentioned this here because in our teaching, it can be very, we can hear that a lot, you know, so you think it and, you know, you're, you're experiencing it or ch change your thinking, change your life. And, and, it, and to a degree, that's, I believe that is, is, um, is relevant. And yet that does not mean that if something absolutely, you know, really life traumatizing happens, that it's because we were thinking it somewhere and we've brought yeah. it onto ourselves because there's race consciousness as well and you know there's so many other factors that come in that that, that come into it so we we mustn't take that kind of responsibility where we're feeling like we're victimizing ourselves yes. because of what happened the thing is the key is to learn from it isn't it so that we yes. can we can then say, right, and I'm going to do this differently, like you're doing now with your life, you and your husband. I'm going to do this differently because I have a different understanding of what compassion means and what gratitude means and what forgiveness means. Yes. It's, it's the growth, isn't it, from the yes. experience that matters. Yes, very much so. Because if you can step, you know, you everybody has to wallow in their own self-pity and emotions and whatnot for a period of time. You know, you need to yeah. do that, work through that, but then you get beyond that and then you can start thinking, okay, what, what, am, what am I learning here? And even if you don't say it out loud, you know, it yeah. comes to you. What, what, you know, what can I learn here? What can I find out? Like I said, in my case, I find out how loving people can be when I was yeah. beginning to wonder if that was even a thing anymore. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and knowing how generous people really can be in a time of, yeah. of need of others, you know, and how compassionate people are. It just is, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And that's the piece as well, where that's what you've drawn into who you are also. So that's the mirror of you. Yes. You know, I just want to say that because, because I, 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 I believe that to be so true that you've, you've brought in, drawn in so many beautiful um people that have said here you are and that's you i love that well it's I kind of interesting them. because i had gotten in contact because my I have, my mother's very elderly she's 96 and she is the oldest sibling in her family only a living sibling in her family and she has a nephew who uh, was born of his oldest sister, her oldest sister, who's since passed away. This particular sister and her husband were my godparents. I was raised Catholic, so they were my godparents. Anyway, I'm trying to make this story short. He had gotten a hold of my mother and wanted to keep in touch. I, I think he was afraid she would pass on and nobody would tell him. And I have, um, well, we started out with six, but now there's four of us in my family. I, two of my brothers have have past but she was trying to get one of us to keep in touch with ron so that you know he knew that she was still alive and whatnot well long story short i happened to connect with him just shortly before the fire and he emailed me the day after and he said i hear there's a lot of fires in your area i hope you're safe and you're all right and so i had to write him back and say well i'm safe but you know <laughs> the rest of the story well through that he contacted his kids and some of his siblings, and they sent me a check for like 450 bucks. And I, did, I, I, last time I saw them, I was five years old and they're all older than me. Cause it was my mother's older sister. And I kept telling them, 
you know, they said, well, we remember Jimmy and Danny and Jim and Dan were my oldest brothers. And she said, we remember Jimmy and Danny. We just don't remember you. And then I told her, I said, well, I said, she's, we were at a baptism. And I said, okay, well, if you were at a baptism with Jimmy and Danny, I said, that was me. I was the baby. Cause I said, we were two <laughs> when we left the area. So that had to have been me. And all of a sudden it just clicked in their head, you know? <laughs> and, and the one gal, she called me and talked to me a couple of times on the phone. And I mean, I don't, you know, at two or even five, I don't remember e any of them. You know, yeah, of course not. And and you know the connection was almost more important. You know, well, it was more yes. important than, than than money. But you know, just the idea of of how people when they find out, you know, my cousin who I had never remember meeting, you know, called me up and says, "Your family." So what? We don't know who you are. You're yeah. still family. So That's we're going to we're going to help out. Amazing! Wow, Sandy, I'm just. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me right now. Thank you because this is an a vital conversation, you know, because you're opening your heart right up right here and you're shining the light and, and sharing so that people, so that viewers can hear your story and know that on some level that's happening in their lives. It's all happening in our lives on some level and that we do have, a, a, we, we can control it with our spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. We can control how we view how we view these experiences. Um, so let me just get this in here because I haven't mentioned it at all throughout the whole show. Maybe Diego can keep the banner up for a while because we are going into the Cosmic Prayer Lounge. The link is on the actual Facebook um, post. You, all you need to do is click the link, and the, this is the passcode two five two three five six. We'll be there just after eleven o'clock Mountain Time after six o'clock UK evening time for about 20, 25 minutes. If you would like to meet Sandy, to meet me in person, and if we can share a prayer with you, for you, for whatever it is that's going on in your heart right now, then just hop in there into the Cosmic Prayer Lounge for, um, there we go, rainbow circle hugs, <laughs> and be with us. Also, I did notice that Terry Paul Choice puts, um, put a message in here. There we go. Terry's here too. She's part of New Thought Media Network. She has an amazing radio show here on the New Thought Media Network radio show. And she is a part of the prayer team also. So yes, there are many people. And, and we know, don't we, Sandy, that when we set the intention, we actually don't really need to do anything. It, it comes. <laughs> if we want a prayer partner, just know that they're here and we get the opportunities shown to us, don't we? Yes. Yeah. So before we leave the cosmic prayer and fly off into the cosmos, would you be willing to share a prayer here right now? Of um, course. Yes, and we can do it together if you like, or if you want to do it by yourself, or I can begin it and you can do that. You know, I can open it and then you can. Go okay. Ahead you However, should we do that? Yes, go go ahead and open yeah. it, Laura, and I'll 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 jump I'll in and, and you just. Oh, absolutely. So is there anything in particular in your heart right now that you feel would like to be the purpose of the prayer? I would like prayer for anyone who's struggling with a trauma in their life. That they can find peace and fulfillment with where spirit is leading them. Having been through that myself, I, I just have a real passion for helping people who are, are really struggling with trauma. 
Okay, so um, thank you, Diego, for everything that you're doing here and keeping us on the screen here together so, um, so that we can pray right now on the Cosmic Prayer with Sandy. Let's close our eyes here together and take a breath. And notice this stillness. Notice this breath. And know that this is the breath of our lives. This is the breath that is breathing us, living us, experiencing us right now. And this prayer that we're bringing forwards today, myself and Sandy, is for for release of any sense of trauma and struggle, for knowing peace, for knowing harmony, for knowing that light, for knowing the love that is here, always here. And I know that this one presence, this one power that is living and breathing and experiencing as everything right now, and always has and always will, because this is the presence and the power of God, the divine spirit, creative force, whatever it is that we choose to name this, I know this as God myself. And I know that this God is indestructible, inexhaustible. It is the source of everything. It is the light and the joy and the love and the peace and the well-being. It is the harmony. And as I open up my heart and my mind even more, and I know that this is me, this is who I am, that I am united with this knowing of this presence. And I know that this love is experiencing itself through me right now and as I know this for me I know it for Sandy I know it for Diego for Reverend Robert for New Thought Media Network for everybody that is watching this or listening to this prayer that God is present God is everywhere God is each of us And I'm so grateful for this knowing. I'm just grateful to know that, that we are here experiencing whatever it is we're experiencing because I know in this experience there is love, there is joy, there is peace. Because this is what is here. This is, this is the presence. This is the power. And this is the beauty. This is God expressing through everything right now. And so I pass this on to Sandy. As we sit and abide in this wonderful peace, I know as well as I know myself that we are all united with the one, the one spirit, the one love, the one compassion. As I'm united with myself spiritually, I'm also united with Laura and Diego and everyone who's listening. We are all one with the one life and the one spirit and the divine intelligence that knows more 
and is perfect, whole, and complete, and manifests through our life as whole, perfect, and complete beings. Even though we walk in human flesh, we are spirit. And I know now that anybody who is listening to this today that is hurting, that is facing a difficult time, that is facing trauma in their life, I feel you. I know you. And I know spirit feels you and knows you. And that what happens in life sometimes isn't our fault. It isn't who we are. It's just circumstances beyond our control. But I know through love and forgiveness and gratitude, we can move beyond this. That spirit is here for each and every one of us to comfort us, to love us, to care for us, and to guide us into a better future. And I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the loving kindness of spirit. I'm grateful for the loving and kindness of spirit that works through people. I'm grateful for Laura. I'm grateful for Diego. I'm grateful for everyone listening today, knowing that you too can find perfection in your life. You too can have peace and fulfillment. And now in this place of gratitude, I just release this to spirit, knowing that what I say manifests perfectly in my life, your life, Laura's life, Diego's life, everybody's life can manifest perfectly when we put it forth to spirit and then release it and let it go for spirit to do its work. As I let it go right now. And so it is. 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 Thank you so much, Sandy. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. I know you're going to come back because you've got more to share. And so I'm really excited and thank you for, for, for inspiring so many people with everything that you're doing. And, um, and God bless you really. Sandy Dell, your website is here. It's being, um, it's being, oh no, that's the zoom room going. Yes. Join us in the zoom room, but we're hopping over there in about five minutes or so. Sandy's website is here for anybody that's interested and wants to know more. You can reach out either through Facebook or through Sandy's website, uh, for amazing coaching. There we go, Facebook group, Spiritual Living, beautiful. And if this has fed you and nourished you in any way, then you are welcome to show your, uh, your faith and your gratitude here on New Thought Media Network by donating and giving, consciously giving a love offering. The donation link is here in the uh, post also. And also on the website, which is newthoughtmedianetwork.org, you can donate. If this has moved you in any way, please uh, show that because we know the law of reciprocity is always in action. And that as we show and as we give, that amazing things come into our lives multiplied. Not always in the same way, but always amazing. So we want to be part of that cycle, part of that flow, and not standing any outside of that. So, um, so do give from your heart if this has moved you. And thank you to Sandy and to New Thought Media Network. Until next time on The Cosmic Prayer, we'll see you in the Zoom room in a few moments. <laughs>
Bye, Sandy. Thank you for Thank listening you. to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper. New Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org. at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, Spirit Says Sing. Our stage is open for musicians, singers and speakers, visual artists. Shine with us live. It's easy. Just click the link in the comments and be ready to soar. Spirit Says Sing.